Blog Talk Radio. Raw living is a state of mind, a way of being in alignment with your body. Raw living means you put yourself and your body first. Your host, Gita Sadu Rob, is the founder of Nosh Detox, located in the UK. They offer innovative raw food smoothies sold across Europe. You experience it in your skin, your body, and your mind. And now it's time for Living Raw Radio. Hello, everybody, and this is Gita Sidhu Robin. It's Living Raw Radio. We are here for another episode of How to Perform Absolutely at Your Best. And in order to perform at your best, you need to get people that just know how to do it. And today's guest is literally a high performance guru, somebody who has worked with everybody who has ever needed, wanted, and excelled at performing really, really well. So today we have with us Rob Brindad. Hi, Rob, are you there? Hi, Gita. I'm here. It is lovely to speak to you. I'm a huge fan of yours because what I like about what you do is that it is a completely focused approach in how to make people utterly brilliant at what they do. And, and I'm just, uh, to me, that, that kind of single-mindedness is fantastic because that's exactly what I believe in. Tell me, I mean, how did you actually start actually thinking about doing this? Uh, I think, um, you know, when it comes to most people who work in, in the field of kind of helping people arrive at their best, I think it was working on myself, so trying to get rid of all my physical ailments and all my worries and fears and everything. So um, uh, I, I have a family as well that has had a lot of problems, and so mm-hmm. from an early age I was questioning. Uh, I, I got a lot of injuries um, so I got very good at working with people with injuries because I worked on myself. And so I think it was kind of like a, a selfish, um, desperate need to to free myself from, from everything that I was going through and, and try and improve my performance. So I'd say that's right at the start is honestly the, the real reason why I got started. So you did something that... I mean, like, I, I, I should say that you've spent uh, just your CDs, incredible, six years as the head of strength and conditioning at Chelsea Football Club, three years as a player performance consultant at Barcelona Football Club, two seasons as a performance specialist at the English National Ballet, specialist consultant for several Olympic athletes, a specialist performance for the military and the special forces. I mean, like, this is literally a roll call of people that must Absolutely, it necessitates for them to be on peak at every moment that they are working, right? There's no time here to, 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 to like not be doing well today. So you, but when you say you started this on yourself, tell me where you started yeah. on yourself. Where's the beginning of it? Well, um, it's, a, it's a great question. Actually, it takes me back. I, I, was, uh, I actually tried to make it as a professional athlete myself in France in triathlon. And I was getting a lot of injuries. Uh, I was starting to look at myself there. And also, I was very much aware of my thinking. And so, um, you know, I went the conventional route in performance and, and looking at psychology of sport, the mind, the winning mind. I reckon that, that was a book I read, nutrition, mm. everything that I could. 
and through that I, I improved myself a bit and but I got good at helping others and so you know there, there was quite a few football clubs before I went to Chelsea as well um, but when I went to Chelsea it is you know the pressure is on to get everyone performing at the highest level and like you said there's no you know it's not about if you don't get results then number one the player loses respect for you and uh, so I've always been all about results you know and it, it's and I very quickly found that it was usually going against what everyone else was saying that was getting me results. Um, and, <laughs> that yeah, sounds so, completely yeah. normal. Yeah. So, yeah, so Ch- Chelsea Football Club is, you know, kind of where that, that was like a culmination. I, I suppose that was uh, many years of working myself and others. And then at Chelsea, I was just brought in part-time uh, initially, a few, few hours a week. But I, that quickly uh, picked up when I started getting results with the players. Uh, then I got, I remember I was working with Claudio Ranieri. Uh, well, Claudio Ranieri was the manager at the time. He said, I want Rob to come on pre-season with us. So it, it kind of went in stages like that. you just got to get results. And, and that's yeah. the same now. You know, you're only as good as your last performance. So. But also, I mean, the other thing that we should point out is that with people like this, like the performers that come uh, and, and see us for their food and their juices at Nosh, you have a short shelf life. I mean, we're talking about people that have worked so hard, like years and years and years, to perform at peak for what can be not more than four or five or ten years. Yeah, I'm. For, um, yeah, I'm just like some of. Like I, I've worked with uh, professional poker players. They they have a longer shelf life, uh, but extremely demanding. Uh, you know, footballers, what is it, like maximum 15-year career. Um, as mm. they get older and they get a little bit wiser, they start to look after their nutrition. They start to realize that there's more to the body than just, um, you know, sit-ups. Um, uh, when I'm working with a fighter, uh, I worked with a professional MMA fighter who uh, he went to see a, a doctor because his whole arm was numb. The doctor said he would need to retire. So he was begging me. It was the night before a fight. He was saying, please help, let me fight. It's all that I love to do. And um, I cleared that pain 15 minutes um, later. Uh, and the next day... Whoa, 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 whoa. hang on. on his... So how did you... How did you go from the doctor saying go home to 15 minutes? Yeah, well, the, I mean, that's, the doctor would look at it as a physical thing. So he was looking at it as uh, a trap, you know, trap nerve and uh, disc degeneration in the neck that was causing the numbing. But, uh, yeah, I jumped a little bit there. But I, I have, a, um, you know, I, I kind of look for the deep-rooted cause using my insight. So I kind of asked, is this a physical or non-physical problem? It was non-physical. Um, it went to do something with his father, standing up to his father, that type of emotional uh, mm-hmm. regret, I think it was, and standing up for himself type thing, um, and cleared a few other things. And then um, he, well, you could, I suppose you could look at it like a chakra thing, you know, like communication of the neck, but I don't, usually goes so much towards the chakras. But I cleared it by strengthening to him to exactly what was the, the weakening effect or what was the causal factor. And the moment I told him that, his body 
realized it almost and was directed to where the problem was it he he had no more numbness or pain and he fought the next day and won. okay so rob we need to stop for a minute here because i've seen <laughs> that you've worked on me you've worked on my children you've worked on people who work with me and i went to you with a neck pain and I was like, I really can't turn my neck. And Rob just sat there and went, and did this muttering thing. Um, I admit I heard the words physical and non-physical come out in there. And then he said, okay. And then he, you, you were literally flagging yes, no, yes, no, yes, no through your brain, like you were going through a little computer software. And then you said, turn your head. And I could turn my head. Now, I absolutely believe in healing i absolutely believe in alternative therapy i have never seen in all my years of working as a health professional somebody do this as quickly as you did i mean you you literally see our bodies and our systems as computer software don't you yeah is yeah excellent point um it's interesting you use the word healing because most people when they associate healing if you ask anyone you say healing takes and they will say time so it's it's a kind of a computer program running culturally that is, you know, healing takes time. Uh, I look at the body like a, a computer. So um, as we know, you know, in the last 20 years, there's been a revolution in technology. Um, uh, let's say 50 years ago to send a letter to America, um, like 100 years ago, it'd take months to get there. And now today yeah. we can send an email instantly. And I think that um, as humans, this has, uh, is speeding up our, um, us as kind of computers that we're changing, we're starting to, uh, our processing of our, of our brain, which is just like a computer, is speeding up. So when I work with someone, um, I've, I've worked on this for myself, because say 15, 20 years ago, I believe that healing takes time, but through trial and error, and Constant, like I've always wanted to be a bit like a Jedi, a bit, a bit like the guy you go to, and, uh, Mr. Minagi, you know, the guy from Karate Kid who could lay his hands on and just yeah. instantly resolve something. So I've kind of well, you really, out. really close. <laughs> well, I've I worked very hard at it, but um, seeing the body like a computer, we have our body, we have our minds, and we have our spirit. Mm -hmm. So I look at the mm -hmm. body like the hardware of a computer. The mind is the software, what's going on, you know, on your computer screen. And then the spirit, you could use the analogy of it being like Dropbox, like internet connection. And uh -huh. that's where, you know, if you want the, if you're looking at the hardware, the body of someone, in your case, you know, um, we won't go into anything of what it was, but I think I said physical, non-physical, and it went non-physical. So then I'm going to be asking, is it coming from the mind, like a software thinking emotional psychological type of weakness or is it excuse me coming from the spirit and really um i use my insight which is intuition my perception which is extremely precise my feeling which is a skill that everyone can learn and then i pinpoint the weakness and clear it on the spot so a bit like deleting a pop-up on your computer um you know it, you it, if if you took your computer to a computer specialist and said, no, I've got all these pop-ups on my computer, and I've got this virus, and he said, leave it with me, uh, see me every week for six months, and it'll heal, you'll just go, okay, that's crazy, you know, just fix it. 
and that's how I work. I, there's, I, I'm constantly looking at how to fix some, someone a bit like a computer. But you actually did this to yourself, right, as well? I mean, you, you, there was a thing where you had your leg and you fixed it in seconds. Yeah, well, um, what it, what it, um, I actually uh, went to see someone, a guy called Cam Ewan. Um, well, I, I joined uh, like a radio show. It was like an online course. It was um, you, you write in something, so I had like a little box or one sentence to say what my problem was. My problem was my leg was... Uh, I couldn't sleep at night. I had the worst cramps at night, restless leg, couldn't sleep. I had it uh, years. I went to see everyone, I, the Olympic specialist I knew in physical therapy. I, I went to the States, uh, Paris. Uh, no one could fix it. So I went, you know, I try anything, and I'm very open, um, open-minded. If it works, it works. So I, this guy said, oh, I'll clear it on the call. So I was like, okay. Yeah, right. Um, wrote in, my, I told him exactly what was happening, and I got the call, uh, the, I listened to the recording of the call, and he, he gave my thing about less than 20 seconds. He said, okay, you're weak to the bed, the horizontal position, you have spiritual experiences of uh, running from your life, or something like that. Just less than 20 seconds, it, it was gone. And I said, OMG, I have to learn i have to know what happened so um that took me to where i am now and i i kind of broke so, down his principles and, and learned it yeah so when you say week two what does that mean okay so the this um i think everyone can uh understand when you think about something positive like if anyone whoever is listening they think about something they're really proud of and they get a felt sense in their body of how that feels and then if you think about one of the worst moments in your life there's a difference in your body the way i feel it because i'm not going to say how everyone feels it but this is when i teach it what normally people say it's like they get like a strong feeling or it, it's up in their body or they they kind of feel a fullness. And then the moment they connect to, uh, you know, the negative thought, they have a drop in energy. It's like the tide goes out or someone pulls the plug at the oh. bottom of their torso. And uh -huh. that's a, um, an energy weakness. And this is a code, a universal code. We're either strong or weak to something. And this is... That might sound so simple. That is uh, profoundly complex in its simplicity. Um, the, I'll tell you the story about when I actually discovered this the first time. It was a long time ago. It was 15 years. I was working um, doing analysis of posture for all the players for the first team at Chelsea. Uh, a goalkeeper comes in. I get him. <clears throat> I have a team around me, which is my... Sort of, we call the injury prevention team. So we had a chiropractor, podiatrist, uh, ophthalmologist, a doctor, physio, mm -hmm. and I had two very highly accurate scales that I ordered from the states. Two of them, so one foot on one and one foot on the other, so we could see where you're holding your weight. So if you lean over to one side, it's going to measure higher on on one side. Um, there was a plumb right. line. I had camera, everything set up. And this player comes in and uh, stand there, and I look at his scales. It's nine kilos heavier on one leg. 
which is is huge amount of uh, imbalance. Everyone yeah, that's single, a lot. It is a lot for a professional athlete. Now, it could have been short leg, it could have been his eyes or teeth or whatever, but I was getting more into the energy stuff at the time, and I said, I asked him, what's the best sex you've ever had? As you do in football clubs, because <laughs> you get a little bit bored. But I just threw it out there. It was strange why I said it. And I, uh, he, he looked up to the right, like trying to remember, and then he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And when he told me, his scales balanced out perfectly. I was like, oh, and I looked to the doctor because the the goalkeeper didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of glancing down. He was perfectly balanced when he connected to the thought. So the thought had strengthened his body. I didn't know it at the time. Why? But, and then I said to him, what's the worst moment of your life? And he, again, like Googled it in his head. You could see him looking and he goes, oh, yeah. And then he went further than nine kilos when he connected to ah. the the negative thought. So at the time, I was like, okay, that's positive, that's negative, kind of more simplistic. But really, he was one, strengthened him, and instantly transformed his body, and one, weakened him, and had a profound effect on his body, sort of a negative, profound effect. So it was at that moment, that was more than 15 years ago now. And I, at that moment, it was like my eureka moment. I was like, what happened then? I turned to the doctor and he just glazed over. Like he just didn't want to know, you know, belief systems were, uh, you know, fragile. He, he didn't, like, if that was true, that just thinking can affect your body that much, you know, he's this top doctor. So I had to leave Chelsea in the end because that, that made me go, I need to look further at this, and the medical team just weren't uh, open to it. But that's insane, right? Because you'd imagine, well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that, and I'm going to say this, and I know it's stupid, but you would imagine that people would look for the, the healing in, 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 with a small H for the result, sure. not the ego. Yeah. But in fact, we both know in the fields that we're in that, that the, I have people that come to me who have been ill for and losing hair and women that have walked in the door and they've been four, five, seven years in and out of doctor's offices saying my hair won't grow, my nails are falling and can't get pregnant. And for you, you would approach it from your belief system and ours. Sure. You'll say to them, you know, yeah. what are you eating? And they say we eat ready-made food every single day, every single meal. Wow. And we just wow. know they aren't carrying enough nutrients to support um, any form of activity in their body, let alone pregnancy, right? If the body's barely keeping it together, right. it's not going to let you to get pregnant. But don't sure. you think it's a, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say it's, it's uh, a bit of a shame that, that you can't get people well, to do that, Well, you said insane. Right? It is insanity. Like, what, what you're saying is, you know, your belief system about food. I think we know it's a principle, really. Like, good nutrition, what you're doing for her, the body just responds. You don't need to believe in it. It's just good food helps. And so yes. from my side of things, I don't, I don't really believe in too much. What I, when I strengthen someone and I find the, the problem's cleared, so it's a bit like I don't need to believe in it. It just happens. And the people with belief systems, like you say, uh, the insanity is um, anything, like the mechani mechanical nature of the universe is being held onto so strongly by what they call skeptics you know, scientists, but they're not skeptics. They believe that we're machines, that we're separate. And any type of information, science, research that comes out that could, 
um, break down their their view of the world, their huge belief system, they will attack and hold on to it, which isn't science. Science, you should be open-minded and look at things. So, you know, people get, um, Rupert Sheldrake, uh, our, the British um, researcher in parapsychology, wonderful scientist, he was stabbed in the leg in the States when he gave a talk on morphic fields. I mean... Are you serious? You know, it, yeah, no, he was stabbed. Um, and he's I wonderful. Everyone should look at his um, work on uh, the sense of being stared at from behind, um, telepathy, uh, precognience. Yeah. So, you know, when, when someone's belief systems are uh, threatened, they will attack. And that's kind of... Unfortunately, me with what I do and you with what you do, you're going to run up against people because we're going against the mainstream belief system of that we are machines so, and there's nothing yeah. to be done. Yeah. But it's a really good, good, good um, segue then. Okay, so what happens with the people that don't believe in what you do? Well, um, they don't need to. Um, so Why? My, 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 because I'm working on... Uh, you know, the belief system comes from their mind. I, I can work, it's like a firewall that comes up on their computer. I just go around it and I have to go around it. Um, so my, the most, uh, most again, the most difficult session I've ever done was on this guy um, in the UK and he had 19 years of back pain. Um, many surgeries, he was on huge amounts of painkillers. He crawled out of bed in the morning. He, everyone knew that it was, causing him huge, uh, his, his life was, it was almost not worth living, that's what he told me. So uh, I worked on him, and he he's, uh, doesn't believe in God, uh, uh, atheist, kind of almost militant atheist, and I came on Skype to work with him, and someone had paid for him, an, an ex-footballer. So he, he sat there, and he crossed his arms, and he goes, okay, do you want me to change into a uh, sports kit? I said, no, I'm... I'm going to work on you at <laughs> a distance through Skype. <laughs> and he just, he went, what? And he was, it was horrible session. I was sweating. This was years ago. And I, I was like, oh, my God. And I, everything I did on the call, he was like, no, it's the same. It's the same. And the next morning. Oh, um, that's so well, tough. Uh, it was a horrible session. And then I didn't hear from him again. So I just thought, you know, maybe uh, uh, everyone has helped, but maybe I couldn't help him. And then uh, two weeks later, the ex-footballer said, how did it go with this guy? And I said, oh, I was terrible. He said, that's weird because I just saw him playing golf. I was like, what? And in the end, it took over a month for, the, for this guy to contact me. He said he was so troubled, his reality, because he woke up the next day, his back pain was gone. It's never Whoa, I have goosebumps. It's, it's like four or five years now. Uh, I just spoke to him today. He's a good friend. He refers everyone to me. Um, and he, it, it, he believed in his back pain so much. He actually said, right, I'm going to mow the lawn. That always hurts my back. It wouldn't come back. And then he drove to the Isle of Man. He said, I'll drive to the Isle of Man, and that will always brings it back. And it couldn't, it could, it's never come back. Wow. Yeah, it's a cool story, isn't it? So, it's a so very like cool you, story you, you, because... Yeah. 
people feel that they have to believe in stuff for it to work. And you're basically saying that that's not true. No, exactly. Um, you don't have, there's no religion involved or belief involved. This is a, a universal principle. You're, if you're, you're either strong or weak to something, like a code, and there's this how energy. Do, okay, Hang on, how do you, yeah. st- step back a minute, Rob. Okay, you're saying yeah. it's a universal principle. Okay, that's number one. Yeah. Number two, yeah. you're saying that universal principle is that you're either strong or weak to something. Yes. Right? Number yeah. three, that comes from a previous event stroke, belief stroke reaction? It could come from, it could be ancestral, um, it could be a learned experience, it could be cultural, um, uh, it could be, you know, learned trigger uh, experience. For instance, um, someone I worked on today she could she found the people around her weren't authentic and she really you know it really drained her so i i was like oh this is really affecting her she's kind of a um celebrity and lives in la so it's kind of uh, imagine that not the most Shocking. authentic of places um so when i looked uh, i was like when she said uh, authenticity there was a drop in the energy so I knew I had like a door I'm like is it is it is, it, is there a drop first of all there's a drop so I know I need to look at what is going on is it her it could be someone else but it was her um, physical non-physical it went through to her ancestors who had a karma so their karma they had been uh, like fooled people weren't authentic were dishonest uh, trick people. Uh, so I resolved the karma, which you can do on the spot. And then I asked so her, how did it feel So you're saying that she now? thought it was other people that were inauthentic, but in fact, she was giving off that vibe of authenticity, and it was coming from the behavior of her ancestors, which was part of her energy. Was that right? Yeah, well, c- almost. Um, what I would say is that she's not, it's not so much, if she's weak to something, you attract it. So that's another principle. Ah. Whatever you're weak to, you attract. So she had karma. So in this lifetime, she needs to resolve that. So what does she do? She surrounds herself with people who are not authentic. It's her lifetime of you know, people being dishonest with her. Da, da, da. But she chose that on some level. But once it's resolved, she doesn't need to resolve anymore. And then she was totally neutral to it. Now, if you aren't in somebody's house, which, you know, you should really come live with me, frankly. But if you aren't (laughs) in someone's house, you think I'm kidding. How do they know (laughs) that they're weak to something? Um, That's a great question. Um, Most, anything that bothers you, anything that triggers you, when you're sad about something, um, you know, any pain, physical pain, Something that you're struggling with, this weakness. Well, any thought usually that comes into your head, that's a weakness. So when I'm working with a client, I'm just waiting for them to open their mouth, which mm. uh, is what happened with, you know, I just say, okay, how do you feel about that now? And maybe I think you would have said, oh, I feel much better about that. And then I just wait. And then you said, but you know what? Or that, that or this. Yeah. So just it's layers. You delete the first one. Yeah. And then that was your priority. And then the next thing becomes your priority. 
and I do this constantly on myself. So it's really uh, just a way of breathing. It's like a game, but it's like breathing. So I'm, this is what we need to understand is these biocomputers, if you don't clear your trash on your you know, laptop or my MacBook Pro, if I never close my web browsers, if I have pop-ups all over my screen, if I never empty my trash and keep loading information on, my computer's going to be hell to use. Well, uh, guess what? Most people's experiences of life is like that. It's just we haven't but, got the manual to to use our computers. Yes, and we haven't got the understanding that we can do that because not everybody goes around yes, being no, Rob and saying, mate, clean your computer. No, it, it's we just don't, and that's what I'm kind of passionate about. Passionate, uh, you know, I just think it's important that uh, I, I learned this for myself and for my family, and my life has changed. Um, yeah, I'd never go back to how I was before. No, I'm just so why would you? content. Yeah, and it's such an enjoyable life I have. It's just, you know, I'm not going to be evangelical about it. I'm just like, I really like my life. I'm not going around thinking, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. I'm just, I have a, everything's good. And if something's not good, then I'll work on it. Well, yes. And also, that's the other thing I like about you, because you don't sit around whining about the thing either. You're like, okay, I'm not perfect, and these things come up for me, and then I have to do them. And then you, you know, and that's how you do it. But I, I do think that... Um, I think it's very interesting that you have an entire approach which talks about how I've always believed that the human body is phenomenally easy to cure when you can diagnose what the problem is. And that's basically what you're saying as well. You're saying that when we can diagnose what the issue is and you use your version of doing that, which you're deeply sure. successful, you can actually cure a problem with it. No, absolutely. We, it's all about empowering people. Um, yeah. So empowering is kind of a bit of, you know, it's that kind of fancy word. And I've heard it so much, especially in spiritual kind of all, all the stuff that I've studied. But it's really just like, look, this is this is my life. Uh, I found a way to make my life just very, very simple, calm, content. Everyone else can do this. I've just, you know, it's very simple. The body has its uh, this ability to resolve things itself. We don't. I'm not having a go at the pharma, pharmaceutical industry or you know doctors and everything because there are some things there that are very useful, but I'm saying that we don't need them as much as we do now. So Rob, if people want to get hold of you, we just—I mean—I want you to do two things now. One, I want you to very quickly run through some of the results you've had, and then two, I want you to tell us how we can get hold of you if we wanna. Okay. Um, wow. Uh, so, results. Let's let's have a look. Uh, getting pregnant. Um, got some. I didn't get pregnant, but getting some of my <laughs> clients who've been trying for years to get pregnant. Uh, just clearing away any blockages, and they got pregnant. Uh, actually, one two uh, two clients uh, recently. I had a client one and a half years in. Uh, darkened room with light sensitivity, being see all the specialists in Europe. No one could help her. So she had bandages over her eyes and black glasses. And I did the Skype session. I couldn't see her. I knew she was kind of there because I could hear her voice. Um, three sessions and she's fine. Uh, she's walking outside. It's all gone. 
uh, golf pro Amazing. who had an eye that when he looked to the flight of the ball, his eyeball would drop to the side. Oh, my God. He was due surgery, and um, uh, that's fine. Two, two, three sessions, his eye's fine. He's a pro, so, I mean, that was super important. Um, uh, oh, one of the most important ones. Oh, yeah, I had a lady who I worked through because her husband was dying in hospital. She said, I'm so scared. He's, he's dying. Six weeks, hadn't left his bed. He was waxy. The doctors had told, he was like, his face was like wax. The doctors had wow. said, look, you've got to prepare for the worst. We think uh, he has, a, they said he had an infection in his heart. Um, she spoke to me through Skype. So I worked via her and I found that there was no infection in the heart. But the guy had an infestation, which is one further on from an infection, in his lungs. I did some other mm. stuff. It was an hour session. And then I spoke to her five days later. She said two days later he got out of bed to, to go to the toilet. And then the doctors are saying it's a miracle. They don't know what's happened. Mm. He's, he's leaving hospital. He left hospital. So um, when people say it's a miracle, it's just... A miracle means it's like one in a, a million, but we need yeah. to get past that. It it's just should be every time that because it's yes. precision uh, at finding. So those are kind of you know I've had so many people I've fixed their neck, back, arms, knee, uh, constipation, hemorrhoids, uh, bleeding. You know you name it, abuse. Um, Physical, sexual abuse, addiction. It's so. When I, I'm not. I'm saying this is any. Everyone has this ability. So um, it's not about me. It's about this code, this one and a zero, and it's there. And it has. A, it, if you can play around with that, everyone has the, you know, ability to do it. Then they can. Um, yeah. No, it's just you know, something you've decided family. to work on. Like. And, and make your skill set, haven't you? That's ultimately what we're saying. This is my yeah. This it kind of sits with the way my brain works. I'm I'm not I'm a bit messy, but it kind of uh, my brain is quick and it just works differently than I wasn't very good at school. I wasn't good at maths, dyslexic. But this is something I feel very comfortable with, and I'm going to be yeah. And I'm it gives everybody hope. I'm just in the next two months. Sorry, please good. go ahead. No, 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 that's fantastic. I'm so pleased you're writing a book. It's about bloody time. Now, how does somebody get hold of you? Um, I have a, a contact form uh, the, on my website, which is www.robrinded.com, and that goes through to my uh, assistant. And mm -hmm. so you can write, uh, find out if it's a fit through that. Um, that's the, the best way. I, I have a Facebook page as well where I kind of put my ideas and you know thoughts on there quite a lot um and twitter but Fantastic. really that my my website is where people can ask for sessions amazing rob that was so cool i was such a pleasure to to, to hear you and to hang out with you and um it just rob brindad everybody it's living raw radio this is gita sidhu rob and we'll speak to you next week <laughs>